It's time you develop your skills and invest in knowledge. The most capable artists will always win. That's the reality we live in. Skillshare is an amazing tool with thousands of online courses that will help you get where you want to be. Go to our Instagram, at Artivisuals, and click the link in our bio for two months of Skillshare completely free. Now, welcome to the AOV Podcast. Today's guest was born in Santa Cruz, California. He is a CSUMB graduate. He began working as a lead designer for a local newspaper and is currently the studio director for a top marketing agency in Monterey County. His job duties consist of branding, design, photography, and strategy. He's always game when it comes to questions or just meeting up with people to take photos, so make sure to reach out to my boy. And Gabe, welcome to the show. How are you, bro? What's up, bro? Just chilling, friends. Thankful for you guys to have me on, you know. Trying to see what this is all about. I was uh, catching up, listening to you know some of the other podcasts. Pretty crazy, you know. To see myself here chopping it up with you and and seeing what this is all about, you know. Dude, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, what episodes did you check out? Uh, you know, I checked out the last four. It's it's crazy because I, you know, a lot of times you you're kind of like in this bubble, and so you only look at like people that that you've seen on Instagram or seen featured and and you know you don't really go outside of that bubble you know I, I follow a lot of people who I've actually shot with and hung out with so you know other people that I don't know I, I was tripping out because I was listening to these guys and I was like oh this guy's pretty you know he he knows what's going on then I was like checking out their feed so it's it's kind of like introducing me to all these people it was pretty crazy so uh, I listened to Jude's uh who's the, there was this one uh the last guy or your last podcast, I think he's from uh, it's either Canada or Oregon. Oh, Burprint. Uh, Burprint. The, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, I'm horrible with names. Uh, there is this, you know, an, another uh, girl before that. Um, yeah. She's like a, a traveling photographer. Car- I don't know, Carmen, Carmen Huter. Carmen Huter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hearing all these people's stories is pretty crazy when you when you think about like – what they're doing compared to like what, you know, what I'm doing right now, which, uh, you know, doesn't seem like very much when it comes to traveling to Africa and all those trips, but you know, it's just something, something to shoot for, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, absolutely. But it's also cool. Cause you got like a dope job, you know, doing what you do and yeah, it's just different, different, different things for different folks, man. Like everyone's got their, their way of doing things. You know, some people are getting paid to travel. Some people are, or just burning money and traveling. Some people have jobs and travel when they can. Like everyone's got, everyone's just got a different story, you know. And it's and it's it's really cool because the podcast uh, really opens you up to learning about these individuals and, and learning their stories. Because a lot of these guys, you know, are really big. And you would think that, you know, with three hundred thousand followers, like they'd be full time just traveling and getting paid to shoot. And then you listen to the podcast and you realize some of these guys still can't figure it out. Like they can't. You know, they haven't yeah. quite unlocked the key to being able to make a full-time living just via what they love to do. Yeah. It's very, uh, what do they, they say? It's very niche. Like, you got to, like, have some sort of angle, you know. And, uh, I, you know, it, it's a trip to me when people talk about, you know, aspiring to be a photographer or, you know, they, they send me emails and they say, like, you know, how do you do this? And, you know, is, is it lucrative? You know, like, how... How do I, you know, how do I get into that? And I'm like, well, I'm not like in it for the dough, you know what I mean? Like anybody who, anybody knows if you're going to, you know, if you're, if you're aspiring to be an artist of any sort of type, 
it's not like the lucrative, you know, career to go into, you know, I wish that I uh, did photography like full time. It's about 70% right now. So, you know, I uh, have to like really bring up all my other skills when it comes to like design and web and, uh, you know, just, just overall marketing. Like I wish that, that I could just get paid off of photography, but you really got to know like a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, I've, I've worked with some really talented photographers that just, you know, blow my mind as far as what they know on how to set up lights and, you know, uh, use light painting for in ways that I would never, you know, light up like a product or, or people who shoot glass or people who just do all these crazy things. So it's like, you know, it, it's cool for me to, to sit and, and be able to test these things out in the job that I have and, and, uh, you know, just experiment kind of deal. Yeah. It's, creative, creative work, creative agencies, you know, changes day to day. Dude, that's awesome. And we'll, we'll get into your job and all that stuff here in a little bit. Uh, but to start, you know, why don't you give the community a little background about yourself? Uh, well, I grew up, um, probably about 10 minutes from Santa Cruz. You know, I spent most of my time out there like everybody else did, you know, on the beach and hanging out and, you know, doing that whole, uh, scene. Uh, a lot of people, uh, no Santa Cruz from like this, the skateboard surfboards, um, you know, there's the boardwalk, uh, a lot of people from over the hill, San Jose, uh, San Francisco, they always go over there for, you know, that scene ever. You got, yeah. you got one wheel now too, one wheel out of Santa Cruz too now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, it, it's no, nobody ever really, uh, sees Santa Cruz on the map for other than that type of stuff. You know what I mean? But it's a, I mean, you're right there next to everything. I mean, San Francisco's right there, uh, Big Sur. Everything's within an hour or two. So, yeah, I grew up there when I did that. I wasn't into the whole, like, you know, surfboard, skateboard scene. I was like, you know, chill out with the buddies and barbecue and do all that stuff. But after uh, trying to, like, decide what I was going to do, I uh, went to college because I thought I was going to be an artist. You know, I, I started painting. I started uh, doing a lot of life drawing. I started uh, trying to like really f uh, focus on the art deal. And then I, I realized that uh, that wasn't going to pay. You know what I mean? As far as like jobs went, I wanted I love the area. You know, you you can't beat like the landscape out here. You got literally the PCH is just like, a you know, photographer's dream. So, uh, you know, the city really isn't my thing. I decided to stick around and go to college out here. So I graduated for, uh, for design. You know, I was messing around with 3D, playing around with like lights and, you know, recreating light and, and trying to like understand like how, uh, how I would use that in a job. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to like work for like Flash or something like that, you know. And you saw how that went because uh, Macromedia is like nowhere now. So that job uh, wasn't going to pan out for me. Um, so I uh, I actually got my first job when I graduated as a typist. <laughs> and it was literally the most, you know, I'm like typing like help wanted ads and stuff like that for a, a newspaper. It was it was pretty painful, dude. And I got this break uh, at, in the production department to uh, start doing graphic work. And, uh, you know, I got hated on big time. <laughs> They're like, what are you, you know, why are you letting this guy do that? You know? And, uh, you know, one thing that I always like understood was just 
computers and, you know, how all these interfaces usually work the same. So I got a, a chance to like work on some photos because the, the guy, there's this position where there's a photo toner and this guy puts like all the uh, pictures in the newspaper and, and has them look consistent and light in tones. And I did that job one day and all of a sudden I was like, wow, this is this whole, you know, other aspect to photography and, and photos that I, I didn't understand. I didn't even own a camera at the time. Um, so all of a sudden that became my job and I, I started uh, photo toning for like a year. And uh, it's like, it, it, it seems like an easy sort of thing because everybody edits their photos, but there's like a lot of different uh, things involved, like checking like percentages in people's skin tones and, you know, random things like that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I after that, I, I started working for this uh, uh, advertising agency, a creative agency out here. And um, it just made sense to start gravitating into photography because uh, I was working with ads and design and website and uh, and I wanted to start, you know, eliminating that that middle person and move my way into, you know, taking that video, uh, taking those pictures, you know, setting up, you know, products and, and setting up just overall uh, photo shoots myself. And, you know, I, I, it started it started paying off. A lot of customers wanted to come in and start using us for photography. And now I'm. I'm here and I'm doing that, like I said, 70% of the time and just enjoying it and trying to like see, uh, I don't know what there is to see out there. I have, I've like literally have gone to like everywhere within, you know, six hours of me, like whether it's like just some random little trail or, you know, moving up north or south and checking out all these different parks. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to do more of that. So that's, I mean, in a nutshell, that's, I think that's kind of where we're all at, right? Absolutely. Dude, that's epic. So we now know why you got into photography and how you got into it. Uh, why don't you explain a little bit more about your job? And uh, we know that you do photography with your job, but like, what are these, you know, you were talking about some other skills earlier that uh, you have to utilize. And I'd love to just hear about, you know, what your job entails and what other skills you're utilizing to complement your photography that kind of gives you that edge to do what you do. Well, I mean, I think that when you're when you get paid for unless unless you're like a wedding photographer or unless, you know, you're like just a food photographer, like you have to to really when in my position, you really have to know all kinds of different types of photography, because, I mean, if you're going to make it on freelance photography or any or any sort of job like that, you have to be able to shoot like whatever comes your way, you know, so if you see you look in a magazine and you, you see this food shot and it's like wow like i could take that with the camera and it doesn't look anywhere like the picture that i see in the magazine does well then you have to like learn all these different techniques and and i kind of like had to just watch a bunch of tutorials like these people use foil to highlight the bottom of food or you know like these people are are they have like a brush and they're painting oil on the bun to make it look shiny you know so there's all these like different techniques and, and different types of photography that you don't you just see it as what it is you always see an end product but you don't ever see you know what it takes into making a simple shot like that like look as good as it does in a magazine or, you know, uh, just 
just anything. How do you, you go in and, and someone pays you to shoot, you know, some architecture or, you know, there's a million dollar, you know, multi-million dollar house out here on the cliffs and, and you think, oh, I could just go and shoot it. But then you look at the end product and it doesn't look like what you see again, like in the magazines or on all, all these other websites and stuff. So you got to learn how to use fill lights. You know, you got to know where the sun's going to set. You know, uh, there's just a, a ton of different things that you have to put into play or just even think of in order to get it to that quality that, that they're looking for, you know? And uh, I think that that's kind of the same um, with anything is that like, you know, if you're taking portraits, a lot of people just go out there and they'll use their the natural light and, and stuff like that. But what if the client doesn't want natural light? What if they want studio light, you know? And um, so you have to learn how to use studio lights. You have to use, learn how to use light meters. You have to, you know, it's, it's just a constant learning of different things so that, you know, you could achieve that, you know, that end product. It's, it's, there's not like one easy way to do any of that. It's, it's like doing the work, practicing, you know, right. hit and miss. If I looked at the stuff I did, you know, two years ago versus the stuff I do now, you know, it's night and day. Absolutely. It's beautiful hearing you talk about the process and like more or less falling in love with the process of just learning, just like experimenting, trying new things, watching tutorials. I mean, dude, get on YouTube. There's tons of just stuff out there available for everyone, you know, and with all that said, you you also said something earlier about some like marketing skills. So I'm curious to where, what do you think is beneficial outside of just being a good photographer for a photographer that wants to make money because a photographer and a photo and a professional photographer that's making money oftentimes are two different people. And depending on what level you play at, you might need a bunch of other skills to accompany those photography skills. So like, what do you think are some other skills that are important for like photographers that legitimately want to like make a business and like be able to do what they love to do, you know, for the, you know, foreseeable future? Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird. I would say like a couple, I would say probably like three to five years ago, it, probably even before that you, you would be able to, to get a job, like doing one specific thing, you know? And then now it's like, you, you pretty much have to have like a doctorate in, in something that has to do with like multimedia. So, you know, if, if doing the photography and then knowing the web and, you know, knowing design, knowing, basically knowing the whole adobe suite you know like that's that's what 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 it is now so as far as uh and that's just on the software or hardware like end of it like as far as you know doing the actual job like me marketing i have to be able to pitch an idea right so so you have like the photography which is just actually going out there and shooting right but it's it's more than that you have to create like this whole lifestyle of a company you know, and by doing that, you just have to kind of imagine by talking to them or, you know, seeing where they work or, you know, seeing what they do and using the photography as a tool to paint that picture. But you really have to, like, get in the shoes of those people. And um, I mean, like, say, say for, for one random thing, like, I don't, I'm not a doctor, but I had to like go to all these hospitals and, and learn what they do and, and try to like photograph all this different stuff and understand what their angle of uh, working in that business was. And so, yeah, it's just really um, going out there, 
trying to trying to find a common goal with a client, um, trying to create a brand for them, and then you know at the very end, which seems to be the easier part, is uh, matching the photography up to the idea that you're pitching them. So gotcha. yeah. That's- Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. I think the community is going to love this. And I want to I want to go a little deeper just because it's not every day. You know, a lot of the photographers we talk with are just like freelancers or they work other completely random jobs. And you working in a creative agency is really cool. And I mean, you have a lot of knowledge that I feel like you could drop that could help a lot of photographers on the business side. And so like when you're meeting with clients and stuff, like what does that what does that look like? Right. You're meeting with, the you know, a doctor's office. Right. And it's like, what does that meeting look like? How do you, what questions are you asking to, to understand? What types of things and research are you doing? How do you, how are you pitching? Like, how does that, what does that process look like? Cause I'm sure there's, you know, I get tons of people that ask me questions about that and they're, they're just lost. Like I have no idea how to pitch someone. I have no idea how to put together a deck. I don't know how to position myself. Well, I, I think that from the, from the very beginning, just going into the process, we've created a, uh, a lot of different, which we call as like collateral pieces. So like sales sheets, one sheets, um, things that describe, you know, what we do with photography and what we do with designs and like what our hopes, you know, for the outcome of these different projects are and having, um, you know, a bunch of client testimonials. So like going in there, like we already like are showing them what we do. But then actually sitting in that meeting is like talking to them about what we're going to do for them specifically. And uh, a lot of it's like really intimidating because our average client spends like over $50,000 a year in advertising. So we're not dealing with, you know, just Joe Schmo doctor. We're like dealing with like the whole hospital board, you know when we're working with food, we're not like working with like an independent like dealer. We're working with like the guy who's distributing it, you know, everywhere. So it's like, I go into this uh, meeting last week and I'm there in this like crazy boardroom and you're like literally talking to somebody who's running like a multi-billion dollar company and you have to sound, you know, you really know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Not like you can't, you can't BS these people. You, you know, they, they've dealt with a million different people trying to sell them a million different things. And, um, you just really have to work on, on the delivery, you know, getting, getting them to see what you're seeing by having, you know, either, uh, specs, you know, of, of what you're trying to sell them, having an idea of where you think that they should go, you know, and just not not being afraid to sit there and, and, and listen to them and, and, and not always agree with them. Because um, a lot of times you, you uh, a lot of a lot of times people are caught up with things from last year that is like new to them, you know, but you have to like show them where things are going to be the next year or two years. I mean, if someone's going to pay five hundred thousand dollars for a website, like it has to stand like the test of time for three, to, you know, three to four years, you know. And so, yeah, that's that's a, a, a big part of the process on keeping up with with design and photography and video and and, you know, telling them, hey, like you need this video for your project. Like there's an interactive, you know, part that we're trying to sell you and what your viewers are going to see. And if you don't have this, you're not really you're not going to be up to date with with what everybody has. And and it's hard because. You know, most people think that a 30 second video would be easy, 
but you know, you're, you're asking them to spend, you know, thousands of dollars just to have this like little thing that they might not value. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's struggle. It's a push and pull sort of process. And you just, you just show them examples of, uh, you know, either competition because they, they, they love to see what other people are doing. Cause if other people are doing it, then they have to do it. And yeah, that's, that's kind of, I don't know if that answers your question, but, um, there, it's very, there's so many different uh, ways to look at it because every client is different and there's not, I don't work in, with one type of client. I could be working with a major construction company. I could be working with a food company or like we said, working with, with a hospital or something like that. Absolutely. No, I, dude, that was great. And I, I think uh, what I took away from your explanation was just that the reality is like the most capable person wins. You know, that's the environment we live in. It's like, it's cool if you're a great photographer, that's that's really good. But you have two, depending on what you want to do with your photography, you have two ways to go about this. Either you need to be surrounded by a team that can fulfill the other pieces that it's going to take to be able to do the things you want to do, or you need to fulfill what a group of five, a team of five or four could do, and you need to be a one-man army and, and understand you know, how to sell your stuff, how to market your stuff, how to build your brand, how to pitch a brand, how to do a, you know, do your don't due diligence and research your brand and be able to sit down with the brand and do a discovery meeting and understand what their needs might be and what their pitfalls, what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them. But to be successful and, you know, make a, at least a full-time living and, and be a professional as a photographer, then like, you just got to be a lot more than just a photographer. Like there's a lot of, of work that goes into it. And uh, yeah, man, the most capable people are the ones winning. Right yeah. Now. yeah. You pretty much, uh, you pretty much worded that way better than I did. But uh, yeah, that, that is pretty much what, what it is. And um, it, the photography is, is literally the part that you already know how to do. I mean, you already know how to do that part. That's, you know, that's not going to, a lot of people, oh, my photography will sell itself, you know, whatever, you know, if, if you get, you can get, like I said, people are bidding for these jobs. So there's, there's plenty of people lined up that could deliver that exact like product. I mean, people aren't, you know, people will go to my Instagram in that they're not buying like my tones or anything like that. They're there. This is different type of photography. This is like the type of stuff that you see in marketing, the type of stuff that you see on billboards, you know, it, it's that, that component, everybody, everybody's going to sell it. Everybody already has it. You have to sell them on the stuff that has nothing to do with photography. Like that as photography is just, if you had a menu item, you know, like, like at Burger King and you're like, Oh, there's like this menu item. And I, and I, I could add that to it or not. You know what I mean? And uh, that that's something that, you know, a lot of people need to concentrate on all the other stuff. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. And it's 2018. There's no excuse not to hop online and, and, you know, whether it's YouTube stuff for free or like or don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Like, Jesus, like don't like people. We spend all this money on coffee and different things and people don't want to hop online and spend a hundred dollars on a course that could change their life if they utilize the, the knowledge and put it into practice, you know? Yeah, I do. I've, I've dropped so much money on tutorials. You know, I, when you, when, when everybody sits down there and they say that, you know, it's the, the phrase is like super old time is money. You know what I mean? And, and it, and it is, I mean, you're going to sit down there and 
you know, it, it, unless you have like someone pointing you in the right direction or know what you're trying to achieve, it's like sit down, watch you t- those tutorials, you know, look and see how other people are doing it. And, and, and I'm not even saying like copy them. It's just, you know, sometimes I watch a tutorial and they're showing me how to use one, you know, trying to achieve like one thing, like say for instance, I'm doing like a tutorial on Milky Way, but then all of a sudden I learn all these different ways to use these tools that I never had thought of using them, you know, in that way, or even knew that they existed. So it's like, bam, I'm already getting, you know, something out of it that I use every day. Like I, I dropped 60 bucks on that. People, you know, drop 60 bucks on a round of drinks. Oh yeah. They go, they go nowhere. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's just really interesting where people prioritize their, their time and money and like, people don't want to it's weird it's like people don't want to pay for knowledge because it, it is out there for free but there's but there's good knowledge and there's bad knowledge that's the thing about when it's for free it's like yeah there's also a lot of bad stuff on youtube that you'll waste a bunch of time it'll take you hours just to find a good tutorial where yeah. if you do value your time and you value like dude shell out 100 bucks 50 bucks 25 bucks whatever it is and like it's it's well worth it. You know, it's money well spent. It keeps you from spinning your tires. It helps you get up to speed and just understand things. And like, you got to work on those skills, those other soft skills and different skills that you may not be as good at. like, you know, like you said, we understand you're a great photographer and that's great, but you kind of have to have all these other pieces if you want to play ball at this level. Otherwise you're just always going to be just a guy on Instagram that goes out on the weekend and takes cool photography. And if that's what you want, then that's beautiful and that's cool. But if you want to be a professional and you want to get paid, then like, you know, you can't sit here and complain about how you don't make any money, but you won't spend any money to like to get educated and to learn new processes and new skills and, and things like that. So, um. yeah, there's a there, there's definitely there's a difference, man. When you when when you try to shoot something yourself, not knowing what you're going into and then expecting a different outcome, like it's not there's there's a reason why these people's photos look a certain way and why yours look the way that they do is because you know if if you're not doing the research you're not you're not knowing how people photograph things that you know people are using diffusers and light modifiers and not you know or or even just a simple reflector you know what i mean like you 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 need to to see that you need to see a process you know, uh, a lot of the time goes, you know, when you're going to do like a shoot and you're in a sunset type of session and you have X amount of time to hit a deliverable, like every, all that time counts. And if you know, going into it exactly what, what you're going to do and how to do it, boom, it, everything else just falls into play, you know, rather than, you know, trying to figure it out. It just doesn't, just, it's never, never a good way to go into something, especially when you're getting paid for it. You know what I mean? Dude, no, absolutely, absolutely. What are what are some of your your favorite trips you've been on? You know, I like I saw seriously. I'm in love with the Southwest, bro. I mean, last time um, you hit me up. Unfortunately, we didn't get to kick it out there, but I yeah, I swear, those, yeah, those trips, man. I, there's there's something just about the size of everything out there. You know, like. The canyons, they're huge, you know, there's just everything is, is, is like intimidating, you know, and it's like you're out there, it's desert, you know, you can drive two miles, I mean, two hours in, into the middle of nowhere, and then all of a sudden just see like this beautiful like scenery that you you would just never imagine like even existed, and it's, and it's untouched, 
you know, they're not, there's, there's not, you know, you, you, you might be like one or, or two other, you know, photographers there, but yeah, it's just that feeling of, of being like away from everybody, everything that, uh, that any problem that you've had, you know, work, whatever gone, like all you are is just like in that moment and you're just like enjoying it. So, you know, there's Southwest is just like, you know, two hours to, you know, every two hours you're in some epic spot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that, like that spot, bro. Had the entire yeah. Canyon. We had the entire, like this place, first of all, it pops out of nowhere. It goes from like flat desert. And then all of a sudden it's just like three hours North of Flagstaff in the middle of nowhere. Arizona is just like, boom, this massive Canyon. And like you said, out of this world place, land, I felt like I was on Mars and we had the entire, not a single soul. It was yeah. just us had the entire Canyon to ourselves. And I don't think anyone ever goes out there. Like, <laughs> No, heck no, dude. I mean, like seriously, I've, you know, I, I don't know if, if you guys stay, stay the night at any of those spots out there, but like literally like you're at some of these canyons out in the middle of nowhere and it's like not a soul, man. Like not there's zero light pollution. You can literally like park your car and camp like on the edge of these huge canyons and like wake up there and and it's like you you never were there. Like there's no trace here, you know. These oh, I hope you don't leave a trace. You know what I mean? Right, no, absolutely. What's one of the craziest things, good or bad, that's happened on one of your trips? It could be funny, scary anything you know luckily uh nothing too too crazy well you know what i was on this trip and uh i think like one of like the crazier things that happened if i think about it like is just like heights man heights heights and water like the two scariest things to me you know what i mean and it's like you see all these stories just about people getting lost in their cameras and falling over or just, I mean, you, you've seen some of these things. They're like three to seven thousand, you know, feet in elevation, and there's no chance of surviving like these falls. You're you're just done. Yeah. And uh, I think I was, um, we were out, uh, and I was on a cliff, and uh, one of my buddies was like, oh, let's do like one of these like flashlight shots. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, I'll go stand out on the on the cliff, and you know, and it was like literally he was he really didn't have like any depth perception cause he was shooting it from the cliff, like behind. And, um, he get, you know, he's like, Oh, move to the left, move to the left or the right. Right. And he's like, okay, just like take one step back. And you know, I'm just, you know, making these like little footsteps or whatever. So I'm like, Oh, you got the shot, you know? And then I put my flashlight down and I was like, shit, I was like one foot like away from falling off like a 7,000 foot cliff. And I think that like, uh, after that, I swear, I almost even had like anxiety, you know, you go to sleep and you just think like all it is, is like one wrong step or move or, you know, one rogue wave, like anything just that they could end it, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's scary, you know, it's, it's terrifying. It's, it's extremely important uh, for us, you know, as and you know outdoor enthusiasts adventurers photographers creators to to be very thoughtful in our just day-to-day -day encounters and the way we do things because it's so if you're not thoughtful it is like you said it's so easy to get caught up in what you're doing 
and just like running across the log to get a shot without even thinking to check to see if the log's wet, if there's any slippery spots or like anything. Like there's all types of just situations. And like you hear about it all the time. Person falls off a cliff, dies trying to take a photo, does this, getting a selfie or whatever the hell it may be. It's like the shot's not going anywhere. Like slow the hell down and like be present and aware because if you're not present, dude, nature don't play. You know, yeah, and, and you will, and you you will find yourself in a situation like, and you don't want to find yourself falling off a cliff or in some, you know, fast moving water or anything. Like, there's just so many, there's so many ways for a photo shoot to go wrong. So it's really important to to look out for yourself and to be our brother's keeper, right? To look out for our friends that yeah. we're with and uh, to just make sure everyone's good. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, na- nature, nature is nature. Nature is not concrete. You know what I mean? People think that like, you know, a cliff won't crumble below them. You know what I mean? Like people think that, you know, oh, if this, you know, little wave hits me, it's just like a little wave. Like, but that's, that's crazy. And I, I mean, even just around here, I know that like from all the erosion of the water and, you know, these, these, these sides of cliffs, you know, where you, you usually feel confident standing or just they're, they're, they're falling, they're crumbling. You know, you hear about all these landslides and stuff like that. So it's just like, you know, as a matter of fact, that even happened to me recently, you know, there's a spot I was always going to, I was, I was checking it out just to see, you know, what it looked like below. And that's just like me to see where the tide is and know that if it's worth me going down or not. And I looked below and then I saw the mud uh, cracking below me. And I was like, damn, this is crazy. I told my friend the story and he was like, dude, you're lucky because someone just died there last month. Same thing, but it actually, you know, fell uh, below them and they just went off the cliff too. So, I mean, yeah, you just, n- nature is nature. You can't, con- you can't control it, you know? Nope. And so be prepared. Like, with be- like basically a lot of stuff comes with being this type of photographer if you're going to be outdoors adventuring and stuff just like we talked about the business you need the other skills same thing with this if you're going to be out in nature like hey it might make sense for you to maybe brush up on your your survival skills and understanding you know just a few things you know i'm not saying you got to be bare grills but if you're legitimately going to be out here doing this this often why would you not want to like at least have some knowledge to where if you find yourself in a situation like you can survive you know versus being the the guy that's worthless and being like i oh my gosh there's nothing for i don't know what to do yeah for sure definitely i mean shit people people get lost it's it's, it's easy to get lost you know mm-hmm. and do you have enough water do you you know do you do you have any of that stuff but yeah that's that's just you know another part of of, of being smart and you know knowing knowing what you're getting yourself into and you know the b- better prepared you are, you are it's just like boom i got my sleeping bag ready to go i got a- anything that i could use like my my car is like a, a portable like traveling spot that like i could whip out and just go in my glove compartment and get my flashlights get my toothbrush whatever i need you know yeah ready to go dude no absolutely yep. how do you deal with fear so now you know you're, you're kind of afraid of heights and different things like that like how does how do you deal with fear you know, I, I think that uh, if fear will get the best of you if you let it, you know, it, it'll stop you from doing what you want to do and you just can't let it. I get I'm, I'm scared a lot, like when I'm out there by myself and there's nobody out there. But, you know, I want to get 
the shot because I love doing that, you know, Astro stuff. And uh, I just try to I, I just try to stay sane. I'll, I'll put on some music, you know, and uh, I'll be out in the middle of nowhere, just, you know, having some some tunes going and, you know, just try to concentrate on the mission and and, you know, know knowing why I'm there and, and just I'm there for the outcome. And, and that's what it takes to get those shots, you know. So, yeah, just just trying to brave through it, just being smart. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't play, uh, like we were just talking about all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I don't really put myself in, in, in danger. Um, just being smart about stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm the same way, man. Uh, very well said, like, don't get me, like, don't get me wrong, dude. I, I'm a kid at heart. So I love climbing trees and logs and different things like that. But there's just, there's things I'll just never do. It's just not me. I don't get off on that thrill of hanging off the side of a 40 story building for a photograph. Like, I'm just, I'm good. Like, and I got nothing, nothing against those people. Like, you know, everyone, everyone, different flavors for different people. You know, everyone's got their own thing. You know, I grew up skating and I, I did some crazy stuff on a skateboard that most people would probably be like, that guy's an idiot. I would never do that. But to me as a, like, that was my thing. And it wasn't as very normal to me, you know? And, and so I think that's another, people need to realize like some of these guys make it look easy but that's what they do. Like, you know what I mean? Like the guy yeah, climbs sure. buildings, like he's been climbing buildings maybe for five years now. And like, he, not to say that he's like, he just knows what he's doing is all I'm saying. He like, he gets it. He's been doing it. It's not like he just woke up one day and decided I'm going to start climbing buildings. Yeah. But then again, it's like, did you, did you just see that video of that dude who was like trying to do like three pull-ups and, and he was done. He just fell off the side of the, like this big, big dude in Asia or China somewhere. Yeah, he's like known for that. And then boom, falls after trying to do just like a couple of pull-ups, just loses it. So like, yeah, that's just not, you know, I just, wow. not for a photo. Yeah, yeah for yeah. a photo, not me. No, not at all. Um, oh, I don't even like talking about that. That rooftop stuff <laughs> kills me, bro. Kills me. Anywho, uh, who inspires you as an artist? On IG right now, or just, just anywhere, man. Just like, uh, you know, like who creatively inspires you? you? Do you know that girl? Um, what is her name? Uh, Simona BR Photography. Have you seen that? It's a girl from Iceland. Let me let me pull it up real quick. I'm not positive. Simona. Yeah. Underscore BR underscore photography. Yep. Oh, any, yeah. I mean, oh wow, yeah, her dude, her play on light, Whew. yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, mm. her, her, just her out, her outlook on things, and and just the way that that she positions stuff. Uh, I mean, e- even just coming from just the strict tones of it. I mean, achieving like some of the blues or greens that she does. You know what I mean? It just. I, you know, when I, when I look at somebody who like inspires me, I, I look at somebody who's doing something that I don't know how to do myself. You know what I mean? Like I look at it and I, and it puzzles me and like, it makes me want to know, I mean, maybe not even to use it the same way they are, but just, you know, trying to figure out what like this recipe is that these people are using. Um, and I think that she's she's probably one of those ones out there where if you look at the photos, you're just like, well, it's it's clean as, as heck. Like she she had to climb some sort of mountain or something and just 
just knowing how to use a camera because you could see pictures that are just you know in the broad daylight or or you're looking and you're seeing just her shooting some aurora you know what i mean like she know obviously knows what she's doing you know so uh yeah i i think that just like people like that i mean other inspirations are just everyday people who you know i was was you know frank shoots i was thinking about what he does and i'm like this guy just goes on these these vacations just photo trips by himself like you know he'll contact us when he comes in town or whatever but it just doesn't stop him from like what he's doing he he he'll you know get a a truck and sleep in there for like four or five days or you know however long this trip is and doesn't like really care about having anybody like with him he's there to like for a specific job to get those photos he's shooting in the rain you know he's he's out there in the snow you know he's he's there cooking his meals in the back of that truck you know like just dudes like that are are inspiration to me because you know i haven't gotten to that point where where i've and ready to be there by myself in the middle of nowhere, you know? But yeah, so as far as this, the everyday people that, that uh, are able to, to find that in themselves to go out and, and venture that way, that's always an inspiration to me. Dude, absolutely. You got to love those guys that just get after it, you know? Uh, rain or shine, friends or no friends. It's like, I'm going. This is my thing. It's what I like to do. And so I'm out. Yeah. That's super. That's super admirable. Yeah, it's a it's a goal. I think it's a goal that you know we should probably all have and and know that if you if you want something that bad, like you're gonna you're gonna go, and if it requires you to go by yourself, you know that's that's what it requires. And you know, friends are not always gonna be there. They're not. They're gonna have something else planned. You just gotta if you want it that bad, you gotta prioritize. You gotta do it. You know what I mean? And I, you know, the thing is, is that I always try to tell myself is like, when I'm there, no matter if I'm by myself or with like 10 people, I'm, when I'm shooting, I'm always just in my own little world. I don't even notice my friends to the side or, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, yeah, that's just that's, it. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm usually the first one to disappear. It's like, where did Prince go? <laughs> like, and I'm just whoop, like already in my own world, just like trying to find my own, my own thing. Uh, yeah. especially when you're shooting with a ton of people, you know, cause oftentimes you get a bunch of people following each other around, taking the same shot. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to go this way. Yeah, no, sure. But you know, that's cool though. Like you, you know, you're kind of talking about basically grit and you know, the reality is to get after it and to go after things, it takes a lot of grit. And so I'm just curious if you had any examples in your life to where it was just pure grit that got you through some of these, you know, we all go through ups and downs, especially as creatives. You know, I had tons of downs throughout my life. You know, there's times where I spent almost, you know, two years sleeping on a floor in my office, like on a hard floor, you know, four nights out of the week, you know, four nights out of every seven days, four or five nights, just sleeping on a floor, eating ramen and going through all types of stuff. So do you have any examples of just pure gritty moments where you've just been just, just grinded it out and made it through yeah. and it's made you a stronger person on the back end? You know, um, I would, I would probably say that, that it had to do like when I, when I first started shooting, you know, I, I was uh, going to get married. You know, I, I, I had that in my mind. I, I, I was living with someone and uh, I thought that that's like where 
my life was going to end up, you know, doing the, the whole, you know, house and, and work and family and all that. And, you know, I started shooting and then I just found myself shooting more and more. And then it was just like, almost like an obsession, like every single day, like I wanted to go out and do that. And, uh, you know, my, my girlfriend at the time, she's like, dude, this is not pain. It's not really going anywhere. Like she didn't, she didn't really understand that it, it wasn't like that for me. It wasn't about like getting, getting paid off of it. It just, it, ended, it eventually ended up where I had to choose photography or our relationship. And, uh, I mean, that, that was a tough decision, you know, to, to really go after what I wanted. And, and it was, it was weird because after we did separate probably, you know, within a year, all that stuff happened for me, you know, I got, this is now my job, you know, and when I, when I look back at it, you know, that if there was something holding me back, I wouldn't really say it was her, but it's just having to make those, those hard decisions of whether you're sleeping on the floor, like you said, you know, what, what the goal is and what you're trying to get out of it. And yeah, for me, this is, this is the, this, is, this was my goal, which is I'm still, you know, trying to grow, but you know, when it comes to picking relationship friends, you know, all that, it's just a hard decision because this life is a, is a life where you, you have to be alone. A lot of the times you have to be away, you know, you have to, you're not always home and, and, you know, keeping those regular daily relationships that you do with everybody just doesn't seem to be the normal deal. Do you know what I mean? Or right, no, no, absolutely, man. Hey, I got a lot of respect for your answer. I, I think the way you went about it was also very honorable to like, you know, a lot of times people will put the blame on like, Oh, my girlfriend or boyfriend won't, you know, they don't like me shooting or adventuring all the time. And so they allow, they put blame on other people. And it's like, dude, you got to take responsibility for your life, your choices and, and own it because it's no one but you. No one is forcing you to do anything. It's your choice and only your choice. And it'll always be your choice. And so with that said, it's really cool that you had enough faith to do whatever it takes. You knew what you wanted out of life. And you said, like, this is my goal. And so, you know, that person was no longer in line with your vision on your life. And that's nothing wrong with her, nothing wrong with you. It's just like, yeah. this is where you want to go. And, and that's how I live my life. You know, I'm like, hey, like, this is my roadmap. This is where I'm going, period. And th I promise you, there's not one, there's not a person on this planet that could ever get in front of me. I will bulldoze through any person, any building, any, anything. I will get to where yeah. I'm headed. And, and as long as, you know, the people around me have faith in that and they're with that, then, then cool. But if they don't, then they're out. There's yeah, no, no room. I don't have any, I don't have, there's not a single space in, in this train for anyone that's not here for pop for, you know, for the right reasons and not here as a positive outlook and, and good energy and, and is, is supportive, you know, of my goals and, and, and my vision on my life and what I want to do. Uh, and so I think it's extremely important to surround yourself with the right people because environment is everything, you know, and that environment as in physical environment and, you know, your social environment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, it, it, it's like, it's really, it's really funny. Um, that like when I, before I even took photos, I was talking to the photographer at the paper that I was working at and she's like, you know, don't you know that, uh, 
you know, photographers don't really like, they're not, they don't stick around that often. <laughs> and they're like, not in these long-term relationships. I didn't, I had no clue what she was talking about. I'm like, that is the weirdest thing. But yeah, it's just, you know, and I'm not even talking about like relationships as in girlfriend and boyfriend. I'm just talking about, you know, business, business friends, just, just everything. I mean, when you go off the map, you're, you're off the map, like, as in not seeing people, you know, not talking to people, not catching up with the parties or out with your friends drinking, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's being off the map. Yeah. And it can be lonely. Honestly, it can be lonely at times, you know, being an artist, being an entrepreneur, uh, which is why I think it's always so, so important to find good people, you know, to have a tribe, whether that's, you know, ideally physical, like ideally you got friends, you know, that you can see in, in real life. But if not, then, you know, the AOV community and things like that, utilizing communities and platforms to reach out to other like-minded people. So you do have a supportive crew. And then when you're having a bad day, you have someone, you have another photographer that has either gone through this or is going through it right now. And you can communicate with them about it. And, you know, you might think your world's crashing and call up a buddy and he's like, oh yeah, bro, I remember when that happened. It's no big deal. You'll get through it. Like, yeah, it sucks for a couple of weeks. And then, you pop out and, you know, but in your head, you think no one's gone through it. So it's like your whole world's tumbling. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, dude, there's a lot of people have gone through these things. And so it's nice to have that support group and to have people uh, that are for you, you know, yeah. truly for you, like minded, you know, like you said, that community. I mean, it's really weird that when I look back at like my friends of that I've had my whole life versus like friends that I've met through the community, like as far as, you know, photography community, AOV community. Yeah. It's like, you got this new set of like best friends, you know, there's just people that you never thought that you would have even, even well known of if it wasn't for, you know, things like what you guys are doing and whatnot. So it's just, it's a trip now because I'll call this person that I've, there's like a certain bond that you get when you fit when you, when you go and shoot with somebody, you go on, on a photography trip, whether it's like a sunset or like a three day, it's almost like you went through like this whole life and death, like thing with them where it's like, you always will remember that time. And it's, a, and it's, it's, I don't think that most people understand that relationship when you just sit there and you just talk with someone for forever and you really get to like know those people you know 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 them better than people that you've known your whole life you know absolutely and it's beautiful it's really it's really cool uh with that said we're, we're coming up to our our time here so the way i like to end every podcast is usually uh usually with someone yourself just dropping some type of, you know, positive message or something that you just want to communicate to the audience. I don't really like to tell people what to say. I just kind of let them do their own thing. And every photographer takes it, you know, a different direction. But uh, I basically just want to give you the floor to just say whatever you want to say. You got the, you know, you have the ears right now. The community's listening. You know, like what's something that you want to tell them? Life is, life is about priorities. Everything that you do, you, you prioritize and you know, the, the people who, you know, choose like w the way that I chose, you know, and I made the photography a priority. I'm, I make, you know, going on these trips a priority. Um, I, I, it, it's an everyday choice. Like, are you going to go out and eat or are you going to save money to go here? Are you uh, going to sit at home on the weekend and watch Netflix or are you going to drive three hours and, and, and go somewhere? And so 
it's almost like every decision that that you make is is it directly reflects like what your priorities are. So I mean, get get out there, you know, make make it a priority. Make it a priority to to travel. Make it a a priority to, to take just a road trip. Make it make it a priority to drive two hours to take a hike. You know, when you, you choose these other things that seem like really small, it's it's really big in the end because you're choosing to do that over something else, you know? And I don't think that people realize uh, that when you really want something, it's about making it a priority. So I, I, I would say if you're into this lifestyle, you know, you gotta, you gotta make it a priority. It's, it's, it's like you eating top ramen over, you know, going out to dinner. It's, it's, it's what you want. You know, it's, it's the way that you want to spend your time. Don't, don't think about things as far as, you know, oh, I got to drive four hours to do this. Like, just think about what you're going to see in only four hours. You know what I mean? So it's just that, that, that different outlook. Uh, and just, just to do it. I mean, literally you, every time I force myself to go out and do something, I'm always so much happier in the end. Dude, I, I agree, man. And I think, I think more people need to enjoy the process. Uh, that's something that I had to learn through years of entrepreneurship was, uh, not to always be so set on the destination. You know, I'm on a journey as well. I'm just, my road trip's a lot longer than a normal road trip. This is a very, very long, you know, owning your own business is a very, it's a long, it's a long trip. And you look, there's, you're constantly gassing up, changing tires, switching things out, might even need to switch the car out. Like there's just people to come and go. Like there's a lot that happens. Uh, But rather than being so focused on the destination, uh, just like on a road trip, rather than being so focused on where you're going and with business being so focused on making X amount of money or hitting this goal or whatever it is, it's like, that's going to come right at some point, but focusing on it just makes you miss everything in between. So it's like, just enjoy the process, enjoy the now be present, enjoy, just enjoy every piece of it. Enjoy getting up early, enjoy packing your bags, like, and just enjoy the process of getting your tools together for the road trip. Enjoy the drive. Look around. See new things. Listen to new good music. Play a good podcast. Listen to this, you know, or yeah. what, whatever it may be. But life, life can be life's a lot more enjoyable. I think when when we learn to just enjoy the process of just living. Yeah, process. You know, having a purpose. You know, we like they say, you just you wake up like you have something to do. You know, and and you you make something happen. I mean. If, if you're bored and don't know what to do, I don't know what's wrong with you because there's if you know, there's always a million things to do. There's, there's a million places to drive, you know, S- sit down, edit some photos, do, do something. You know what I mean? Yep. To better make, it, you know. make yeah. it happen. Wise words, bro. Appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me, dude. This is this is definitely a, a new experience for me. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy talking with you guys and just basically ever Dude, what, since day one, just kind of having my back as far as, you know, putting me on every once in a while and things like that. And, you know, being in the magazine was probably like one of those accolades for me. Just just actually seeing my stuff printed out. That was that was probably, you know, one of the early moments that I'll just remember, you know. Yeah, bro. It's, it's all love, man. We, we got nothing but love for you. Thank you for listening. Please share the Art of Visuals podcast with your friends and make sure to hit that subscribe button. Sharing is caring. You can follow Art of Visuals on Instagram at Art of Visuals or sign up for the Art of Visuals newsletter on artofvisuals.com. 
Join us next episode for more, but until then, let's continue to visually inspire the world together.